0: Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. I am so happy to introduce my next guest. He is an author, a visionary, and he's gonna be a huge success. It gives me great pleasure to introduce Mr. Stefano Damazzi. The title is The Ethereal Road: a Solitary
1: Tale. Oh, it's about uh, an accomplished man who is in his uh, middle age, and uh, he is fearing terminal illness. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he thinks that he still has a, a spiritual void to fill. And he starts rethinking about his relationship with his beliefs and the notion of God. So he's challenging, basically, his own life as he look back at uh, how he, gave, he, he came to the conclusion that maybe God there is, there is one, maybe there isn't. It's an existential journey.
0: What made you write this book? Was this something, a personal journey that you went into and you kind of flipped it into fiction or is it just pure like someone else's story and you flipped it into fiction?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I I think
0: for every
1: author, there's always a personal side to it. Right. I mean, something you experienced, something you feel you want to say. As far as I'm concerned, this was an opportunity to pass along a message that I always felt quite strongly inside me, uh, a message of empowerment. As I have personally uh, grown weary of dogmas that have been around for a long time, thousands of years, mm. but I, I find sometimes that are quite unfulfilling on the spiritual side. And so I personally enjoy this uh, unique journey within myself, and uh, uh, I fictionalized it in a way, but the underlying message is that it is a message of empowerment for everyone to find their own inner light.
0: That's very true, and that's probably one of the hardest journeys for each individual to do, is to find their own inner light. Exactly. I think there is a lot of
1: noise, and people, in my opinion, should be able and capable and willing to cut through the noise and find that inner voice uh, that leads them to to the uh, you know the, the better understanding of what is the idea of God as a pervasive uh, overall entity that is really at the uh, at the uh, essence of the universe as we know it. I think it's fundamental that people abandon paths that have been laid out by somebody else and find their own. I think it's one of the most actually dangerous things is to lend yourself to the interpretation of somebody else. If there is a one uh, underlying uh, critique uh, that the character of the book, his name is Julio, by the way, mm-hmm. okay. uh, that is posing is, uh, it keeps on wondering in this thought provoking manner, why do I need a mediator to reach out to God? Who is better equipped than I am to communicate my needs, my fears, my concerns. I am the only one. I've been empowered. I am perfect. I'm a child of God. I am perfect to the extent of looking for perfection, right? Of course I'm flawed, but I have been given the tools. I have been given the spirituality, the sensitivity, the openness, and the will to search and to seek for answers. And as such, I can use guidance from someone absolutely guidance is always welcome but at the end of the day the answer lies within yourself and uh, there's always a passage actually this is probably one of the biggest reasons why I came up with this idea for the book uh, are you familiar with uh, Michelangelo you probably heard about the artist yes right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. in the 1500 Michelangelo you know this uh, among many many beautiful things that he that he uh, was able to craft, there was this uh, marble statue, the famous David of Michelangelo. And it's, in the 1500s, it's one of the most perfect, uh, flawless, uh, things that has ever been created by, by a man. This statue is amazing, it's so perfect. You can see the veins, you can see the muscles. I mean, for that time, it was thousands of years ahead in his craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And people, people asked him, um, how do you come up with that? The anecdote says that he responded with this. He said that, well, the statue was already in the rock. I just took out the unnecessary parts. And that made me think a lot about uh, how we, (laughs) in a way, are humans made of light and uh, spirituality. We have to eliminate the unnecessary grease, the unnecessary uh, noise that confuses us, Mm -hmm. that made us... The, the things that make us uh, un- unable to see through this, you know, curtain of smoke.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so I think the, the 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 path is within us. We just need to make sure that we identify how to get there.
0: Do you have a hard time trying to explain your book to people?
1: Yes, I definitely do because yeah. it is a uh, it is not a typical book that you would find online. Uh, this is a book that. Uh, deeply uh, talks about philosophy dilemmas of faith dilemmas of fate versus free will and these are typically subjects that are in quotes considered a bit heavy for the vast majority of people uh, some people are not willing to listen to them because they're afraid uh, some people instead believe that is a little bit far-fetched to think that way that we have pastors and rabbis and guru they are supposed to tell us how things are supposed to be and Mm -hmm. some people instead think that is quite of a it's a little bit tough to be confronted with because they're afraid of uh, being left alone searching and seeking for those answers within themselves they're afraid somewhat to confront themselves with uh, uh, their inner fears
0: Now, would you categorize your book as a fiction or a spirituality book, a Christianity book, or or what? Where would you put your genre at?
1: Because I'm pretty sure that's the that's
0: the hard one for you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, that's a great question.
1: It it is definitely fiction because um, it's a story. It's a tale, right? It's a solitary tale. I like to call it soul dash. Itary tale. <laughs> uh, and so I think it, it is a it is comprised of romanticism. There's a touch of magical realism and spirituality and philosophy are the uh, essential themes. However, I think overall it would be probably falling under literary fiction, which is typically a fiction that does not have a very defined thrilling plot from uh, beginning to end, but rather is but rather it implies, you know, a research of the proper way of describing atmospheres, emotions, and and, and things that in a way elicit a, a personal journey on behalf of the reader. I think that would fall into literary fiction with a spiritual and philosophical themes. But there's magical realism too, uh, because, you know, you have to know that this character in his... Uh, Uh, attempt as a teenager to escape uh, his God-fearing parents, you know, their imposition of the dogma, he actually uh, does something quite challenging. He he attends a sense. And Mm -hmm. uh, out of this sense, he comes out completely transformed because he opens the door to uh, forces, spiritual forces, uh, that is completely unequipped to confront And they basically take advantage of him and they basically violate his innocence and they turn him into an hedonist, a vicious hedonist for most of his life. And uh, he believes he's on the right path, but uh, he is just taunted, is uh, um, in a way uh, probably possessed by this evil force that is taking him away from the light of God. Only later, only later when he... uh, realizes that he has really hit the bottom, he is gonna be able to emerge uh, and to find a new spiritual life with his friend, uh, this friend that he meets along the way, her name is Emma, Mm -hmm. and they together explore meditation. So through that, basically, he uh, is able to achieve a little bit more of a um, personal depth, Uh, And Emma is also an interesting character because she's a a, um, a person that has her own difficulties in finding her own gender and sexual identity. Mm -hmm. And and so uh, she has the uh, full understanding of herself as an individual uh, that God has created as a perfect individual. And at the same time, she has difficulties understanding Where her own identity lies and how she she can reconcile this uh, uh, idea of self with the the idea of the creator.
0: Try to be prepared. What's the time period? It's
1: modern times, but obviously it's contemporary, but it starts uh, in the 60s as he grows up as a teenager. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eventually, he. it grows under this uh, Catholic uh, uh, God-fearing uh, um, foundation uh, Foundation, right? And it tries to escape it. So his uh, thrill is uh, thirst for truth. His intellectual and emotional curiosity are the causes that would take him to, in a way, lead astray, to experiment, to grow as an individual. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it takes a lot of risks.
0: Now, did you have a hard time character building all your characters? That's a great question. And I had a similar
1: conversation yesterday with a friend. Honestly, the way this book came along, uh, it came quite naturally. So the answer is no, I don't think I did. And simply because I made uh, one of the things that I enjoy doing, and I am very grateful to our creator, have endowed me with is the uh, is compassion and mm-hmm. uh, attention towards my fellow beings, mm-hmm. and so I tend to be very sensitive about uh, what other people are feeling, doing, and the reason why they're doing them. Mm-hmm. So I put myself in their shoes. So uh, to build these characters, I simply, I simply reached out to memories of friends and acquaintances to have uh, crossed my paths and, and I try to really open myself to understand the type of uh, predicaments and dilemmas they themselves must have been uh, feeling as they were undergoing uh, those, uh, the, those uh, anxious moments trying to define their own identity. I think uh, not only as authors but as individuals we are mandated to open up and reach to each other uh, in a better realm of understanding. Mm -hmm. I think if we were able to link to one another in a way that benefits one another, we would be in a better world.
0: I think it takes a certain individual that God ordains to be writers or to be artistic, whether it's, um, I think we're all artistic in some type of way. We all have a certain creative niche in all of us. We've just got to find out what it is. And then once we do, we need to find out how we can use that for God's glory and not for our own. I agree. And the best way is if you get blessed, then bless somebody else.
1: Completely agree with you, Lillian. We need to learn how to cultivate that gift. And honestly, I believe, anyone anyone is able to write a story or to tell a story. I think everybody has a story to tell. There's pain, there's happiness, there's uh, irony, there's sarcasm in everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly what's, uh, what's, what's important is the ability to articulate those thoughts in a way that they do not represent just the catharsis for the author, but also for the reader. Uh, mm-hmm. in a way that the reader is able to interpret those emotions the same mm-hmm. way the authors want to convey them right uh, and that's what makes an author more you know powerful or successful than another the ability mm-hmm. to translate those emotions in a way that can be understood and lived with the same intensity
0: right cuz How many books have you read and then they made a movie and you're so disappointed. You're like, that is not what I saw. That character didn't look like that. That, that, that house didn't look like that. That environment they worked in didn't look like that because the author painted such a great and vivid picture. And then when you see the movie, you're like good movie, but it could have been a greater movie (laughs) if they stuck to the book, (laughs) Just stick to the book. And I know you can't put all of that that's in the book into a movie, but the details and the feeling that you got from that book should be in that movie. So that's the power of the written word. Absolutely, and and, and you're absolutely
1: right. And movies offer emotion on a visual and uh, level, right? And there's also music that plays a role in that. Uh, but if you close your eyes and you just think about the written word, that should be what resonates. I think there's a lot of richness in any book. Any book that you can absolutely believe in, uh, whether it's a good book or a bad book, there's always a story to be told. Mm -hmm. I think the big difference is your ability as a reader to be willing to lend yourself with an open mind and capture a message. There's always a message, hopefully Mm -hmm. it's a positive one, uh, but there should be growth in Mm -hmm. in anything that you read. Uh, It should not be personally only entertainment. It should Mm be evolution. It should be an opportunity to be the better person that you are now than uh, two weeks ago when you started reading the book or something.
0: What advice would you give someone who says, I want to write a book?
1: Oh, my gosh have something to say or something to tell
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i do believe that anybody has something to tell
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we are all observers we're all human beings we're endowed with feelings with emotions we got to use them in the by receiving only let's produce let's be on the supplying side right let's tell what's on our chest what's what's in our heart right right that, so that would be number one. The second thing is to just let it out, without thinking. Uh, when you ask me be, 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 before how they come up with this idea, well, somebody asked me, "Did you even did you channel this book in, in some way?" And I, you know, I was kind of chuckling because I I don't <laughs> have the <laughs> the ability to channel anything. Uh, <laughs> but I thought everything came out with such an easiness that I was surprised. And uh, when I talk about easiness, I'm talking about you know, the concept, the main dialogue. Clearly, uh, the third part of the suggestion is to rely on techniques, rely on uh, the, what makes the ability to write. The thought is a bulk thought. The concept is raw, right? You have to work the concept to, to shape it, right. to make it in a way that is digestible. So I'm sure that anybody has a a bulk of story to tell. They have to translate it into a readable format, and then they have to work hard, really, really, really hard to carve out the noise and leave the emotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, if you are a first-time author like myself, uh, writing classes don't hurt. (laughs) Actually, they do very well. Yes, they Uh, do. Workshops. I attend several of them and I try to keep myself humble because not only, uh, you know, um, writing is a process of transformation that you you should never stop and it never stops, but also I'm a non-native speaker. So I'm an English speaker second language. And so uh, some might say that uh, my vocabulary is much more limited than the native speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Some might say that uh, I am not capable of translating into the proper emotions certain concepts because I was not born in this country. And so uh, I do not know the subtleties uh, of, of the language as much as a, a native would. And there's some truth to that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't, have, uh, I don't have the expectation to write well. But when I write, I typically uh, have an editor Take a look at it, look mm-hmm. for flags, look for, you know, uh, that specific uh, adjective that might not sound the way you should be sounding the way you want. You know? <laughs> and from time mm-hmm. to time, I admit, you know, uh, of course, those are real uh, challenges. But as I as I write and I keep on writing, uh, just like you do when you go to the gym, you know, your body gets a better shape. And so is my writing.
0: My last question for you. Yes. If you could have any song be your theme song when you walk into a room, what would it be and why? Oh,
1: my gosh, that's an amazing question. You know, um, I could have several, but the one thing that actually is crossing my mind in this very moment deals with uh, the United States. Because I became an American citizen uh, years ago and I Mm -hmm. did it. Uh, I had lived here almost 20 years already, but I I wanted to do it because this country, to me, has always embodied uh, the values that, as a human being, I wanted to be inspired by. Integrity, Mm -hmm. uh, brotherhood, uh, humanity, happiness, equal opportunities. Those are the things that strongly resonate within me every day. Lately, the news are not very positive for our country. No. And no. so I have uh, felt very discouraged by that. Uh, but if I could play one one song, it would be actually the national anthem oh,
0: wow. of the United
1: States because I espouse those values and those beliefs very strongly
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they are being ripped apart at the moment. And... Uh,
0: it it's makes feel very sad. it's heartbreaking. it's heartbreaking.
1: Yes. And if there is one final part of thought, uh, authors and people like yourselves, you're an author and uh, you are uh, you know an anchor woman, <laughs> a, a radio personality. people like yourself, people like ourselves must use our word to create an environment of positivity uh, where people are a- acknowledging, and uh, professing the values upon this, uh, upon which this nations was built, those are messages of love. They're not messages of hatred. And uh, if you and I and everybody who is who has something to say will continue to proffer this word in a positive way, it would be a better world. Yes, so we we got to do our part.
0: I almost wish that the news. Would do more good news versus bad news, but they always show all the the bad stuff, and then like the last two minutes they show some good news. I'm like, I know this world has done more good news than that little the little puppy that got rescued or <laughs> someone found a wallet that that's it, <laughs> but all these people got killed or robbed and houses burned down and but you got hours of that, but you only got two minutes of a puppy. There's, come on, there's more than that. (laughs) We're so much more and bigger than that. Yeah.
1: Well, negative, negative news are the ones uh, which sell. That's the problem. You know, people are dragged by them. We need to connect at the human level, Mm -hmm. uh, as human beings, and we need to. And this negative news are the noise. Are the same thing that we were talking about earlier. Eliminate out of your path the negative, the negative news, the negative people people who, who does not mean well, people who don't mean well, mm-hmm. and keep positive. And that's the way I think we should all be. It's not easy uh, because we are all dealing with our own problems and difficulties. But I think the trust and the hope and the faith uh, that is being endowed to us by our Creator at as, as some point we'll have to emerge and, and make us a better a better place and mm-hmm. better people with a better future for those who come after us.
0: Well, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Well, it's been my
1: pleasure. And uh, you are yourself a light in the darkness with oh. the things that you do. So thank you. I'm, I'm happy that I was able to, you know, uh, talk with you about this about my book so I appreciate that thank you
0: welcome and I'll have you on here again for sure yeah maybe I have maybe I have you and your wife on here so y'all can talk about the struggles (laughs) for her of being the wife of an author and a mother of a band kid (laughs) (laughs) why not why not (laughs) have a good evening you too bye-bye bye-bye I like to thank my guest Stefano for coming on my show. I can't wait for the world to see what you're going to do. And if you have any questions or concerns or if you would like to be a worldly church girl, click the link below and shoot me an email and let's see what we can do with that thing. And as always, thanks for joining your girl, the one and only worldly church girl.